did this in my ear. Like, <laughs> please do it. This is so entertaining. Right, three, two. <laughs> Dang it! I tried Cheers. to get my phone out to take a picture of that because it was so funny. I mean, look, we're we're coming in hot. We're both we're both in hotels. <laughs> Wi-Fi is already uh, a problem. Yes. Um, this is this is a beer from the old fridge over there, the old mini bar. I want to get your thoughts on mini bars, by the way. And okay. um, but in any event, we can talk football. Happy uh, fifty was it fifty second episode episode of No Puns Allowed. Look at us! Wow, a full year of episodes. Um, so cheers. We are traveling. Cheers. Um, before we talk football, mini bars. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts. I love mini bars. I and also I, I do don't too. care that it's mini bars. I like you know. Okay, do you remember though? As like a kid, when you went to a hotel, like you thought like you would bankrupt your entire family if you touched anything from like the mini fridge or yes. whatever because it was like yes. nine dollars and it's like so excessively overpriced. When I'm in a hotel, I don't care. I'm like convenience. It's there. I'm good with I, it. You know what? I'm in Vegas. Okay. And so the other night, I was at the tables. Gabby came home a little late. Little loose, those motherfucking cashews didn't stand a chance. I'm no, especially like no, I, like like those those things are like you, you are you, and yeah. and a bottle like of TG of that probably cost me seventeen dollars. Yes, yeah, but you know what? They were delicious, and I'm gonna do it again tonight. So, so this is a um, mini bar supporting podcast. I think mini bar gets bad rap. I think it does too. I, do. I think. Because we were instilled with fear not to touch anything in it, I think it's got a bad rap, and we we're we're here to bring it back. We are team mini bar now. Notably absent from today is my municipal shirt because I was traveling. We're recording a day early, didn't have it packed, so I'm going with my vampire Mickey shirt that was for my child's birthday two years ago. This is like my lounge shirt. So your municipal gear will be back at home. Like I'm, I'm ready. Um, we love you, Municipal. And if you want to support the people that support this show, you should absolutely do it. Municipal.com. No punts. Twenty. Um, do it. Buy it. Yes. The stuff is amazing. The one thing I am traveling with, by the way, is my the shorts. shorts. My like they are like you... the perfect travel shorts. Like it, they are like the ultimate, you know, airplane lounging shorts. Adam, so, I will uh, give you. Yes. I will give you. $50 to prop up your phone in the airport while you're wearing them and like press record and then like walk away so you can get the full camera angle and then stop. I will literally pay you $50 for that content. I, I will. For the people so we this. can post it. it no, it, it like, oh, it's the, the, the lounge gear is amazing. And my wife, by the way, got her gear. Um, okay. Legging, leggings. Leggings. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I will have that stuff when in. I am back in, um, with uh at home so i will have my new stuff back at home so we will have all that good stuff but yes no puns 20 municipal.com please support them because they support us and obviously you guys love us so we appreciate it and they you know the other thing i do love is they love college football like there's a genuine connection like with our contact where we're talking about college football and there's a care and they they're watching the same degenerate games that we are and yes. oftentimes gambling. I, I just I just love that. So my other thing I want to point out that you can't see. So I am balancing my laptop on a actual trash can. <laughs> like this is literally trash. Um, so if this episode's bad because of the sound and everything else, I'm I'm trying not to move this fucking table. It, like this is it, we're we're <laughs> holding this together with duct tape today, Paige. But but sometimes yeah, that's our finest work, though. It really is our finest work. I think some of our best episodes are when. You and I are just like, we need this as like our therapy session of talking about Half college drunk. football. Yeah, yes. we're, we're both drinking at this point um, because yes. it's later in the day and we can. Um, I know I told you guys like I I forgot my mic, but I don't I've remembered my ring light. And so that's always key is lighting always is, remember your ring light. light. Lighting, lighting is, is yeah, more important good. to me than sound. Hotel, so lighting, is, hotel lighting is a, is a curious it's beast because it can be, it can be bad. Terrible. I've got. I'm I'm actually okay. I don't have my ring light, but I'm I okay now. Do you own okay. a ring light? Wait. Yeah, I do. Skip. Yeah. 
I got a ring light. I didn't know. When we that. do our when we do our Sunday shows in my because my basement lighting is horrible. So I wasn't using my ring light when we do our Sunday AP poll, and then I had to bring yeah. it out because it was so grotesque. So I do want a ring yes. light that I have at home. So interesting. Thank God, because it would look like um, I'm being held captive down there. Yeah. Speaking of, we did do that um, live show on the AP poll yeah. this week. Um, Georgia is back at number one after Alabama's scare. I feel like we should talk about it on the pod if, in case you guys missed the live stream, but please watch on Sundays. Um, yes. When the AP poll drops, um, I feel like it was kind of a weird move. Like, I feel like we could have just moved Ohio State to number one because, in my opinion, they're the number one team in the country right now. Like, Alabama didn't lose, but they did look rough. And they moved uh, Georgia down when they struggled and didn't lose. So, I think it would be only fair if Ohio State was there. I don't know. It just felt kind of like a weird vibe to move Alabama down. Well, I was I had my top three is Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. So if you're moving Alabama, that's fine. You know, you're playing without the Heisman winner. So like you gotta at least consider that. Yeah. Um, and obviously it'll be interesting. We'll talk about this week moving forward, but so but but Ohio State now is beating the shit out of teams pretty badly. And yeah. they haven't played anybody great. They've got Penn State and Michigan coming up, but they're doing it without like Again, probably their second best player who hasn't played this year. Like it's it's wild. Like now I picked yeah. Ohio State to win the title before the season began. I picked CJ Stroud. Um and there's a long way to go. I really need to see Ohio State against better teams. But given what we've seen, yeah, I'd probably have Ohio State number one. I, I do think these teams are gonna be flipping back and forth. Hell, if Tennessee wins, they they're probably the number one team in college football. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and I, I you know? will obviously talk about that game, but it's it's so crazy to me how much is still kind of up in the air. Like we we fully expect this to end how it usually does with, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State being good and in the top three. Um but part of me feels like this could be a year for chaos. I, 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 I kinda want it to be. Well, Tennessee plays Alabama and Georgia in like the next month, mm-hmm. right? So shit's gonna happen there, like one way or another. One, one way. Two, hope, I kind of like if I if someone was like, "Hey, you have to put money on if Georgia or Alabama, one of Georgia or Alabama is gonna lose to Tennessee." Like, I might take that bet. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, Georgia plays them at home. They play. I, you know, Bryce Young is still injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might take that bet too. Like I think there's a and if Tennessee just wins one of those games, yeah, they are they are in a wonderful position. Like that's yeah. the reality. They got a mulligan, and um, I think the buzz is high. Did you listen to Nick Saban? I know we're kind of hijacking this, but Nick Saban talking about Tennessee. I was listening to that today. You could sense the genuine like fear that he has. He's not scared. Nick Saban ain't scared of nobody, but you could sense like the genuine respect that he has for this team because they are really, really good. Hendon Hooker, by yeah. the way, is now 11 yes. to one to win the Heisman. He is the second choice on the board, which is behind deserved. Stroud and pretty, pretty or awesome. Bryce? Yeah. Behind Stroud. And we could, this okay. is a good segue too, by the way, into Ohio state. Yes. Ohio state is assuming the role as title favorite for the first time this year. We have a minus uh, Heisman fave. So Stroud, Caleb Williams and Bryce Young have all been kind of hovering around plus 200, plus 300, plus 400. Uh, C.J. Stroud now minus 130. And Ohio State, from the future standpoint, is plus 180. you got Georgia plus 220, and you've got Alabama plus 240. So not a huge gap, but Ohio State is definitely taking that role on as chalk, which we kind of talked about. I think that's deserved right now. I got no yeah. problem with that. No, I love it. I love that Vegas is on that role. Also, as soon as I said that the light, I got the lighting good and it was fine, the sun is starting to set. And so it's moving down and literally shining right on me. I'm like, this could not be more janky in terms of, look at this. I'm like now sitting oh, yeah. in the sun. So, Hold so on. now we're, you're in we're, the chat. Now we're adjusting this. This is full, no puns allowed, this is, this is, zero. This is there great, we go. See? This is who we are. Oh, no, this that's is genuinely yes. who we are. Oh, yes. If you lean back, it's like a beam of the, the angels are reaching. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the angels are are um, looking over me as we talk about college football and the greatest sport. 
every no pun should be just in a hotel with no mics yeah. and just, we just alcohol put us in different settings every time and see if we can keep our composure the best part of this podcast though for me is that like we we are not trying to pretend like we're being like overly fancy like we love this part of it so um no i yeah, literally poor, doing poor this a fucking trash can yeah good good luck buddy. but anyways <laughs> ohio state ohio state um yeah, yeah the fact I, that vegas is on board like that that goes to show you that everybody's like kind of thinking the same thing that we are i also i think the you know you look at the schedule so they play Iowa next. That's going to oh, it's going to be horrible. It's just going to be horrible. I know Iowa beat them last time, but that's going to be bad. So they're off. Then they play at Penn State. They play at Northwestern. That's going to be bad. Penn State's a tough game at Penn State. Penn State always plays Ohio State tough. They play Indiana at home. They play at Maryland, which could be a look-ahead game. And then they play at Michigan. Um, by the way, it's so weird that we're like halfway through these schedules already. I, I was doing that this week when I was writing for, for BR stories. And I'm like, fuck, we're like, we're like moving down this list a little fast. We need to kind of slow it down a little bit. Like I'm it's moving page. It's a little scary. It's, I know we, we anticipated being here and then we're like, it's finally here. And then it's like, it's almost over. Um, so I do think you and I both agree that if this man, Quinn Ewers was healthy and did not get injured in the Alabama game, we might be talking about, a completely different season, a different team um, in both Alabama and Texas. But obviously he was back. Red River rivalry. Got that one out without mispronouncing. Um, and so Oklahoma, hard to say. It's so hard it to is, say. It is. Uh, it is. Um, the situation at Oklahoma is pretty bad, but I kind of want to let's highlight Texas first. And what were your thoughts on yeah. that Texas team and sort of moving forward? And what what do you think like the, the like sky – I guess the ceiling is on Texas this year. Yeah. You know, you got two losses by a combined four points, both of which you could have won and maybe should have won. And certainly if you don't lose Texas tech, um, Texas is in a position to like really be thinking about where can we take this thing? So I think a couple of things stand out. Like, I don't know what to think of the Oklahoma win because Oklahoma was such a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, we'll talk about them. But I do think Quinn Ewers is that dude. I, I think um, he looks the part. Obviously, they have another year of him. When you bring Arch on, like the formula at Texas is going to be this guy. And, and as long as they can continue to, you know, the defensively take strides like they're they're good. Like it, like we could say the conversation for Texas is back. They're like so much better than they've been. And yeah. I think that's the thing about Texas. It's actually kind of the interesting situation at USC too. USC is unbeaten. It hasn't been like perfect, but Texas is like getting, we can just appreciate a team that's better than they've been. Right. Like, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that to their credit, like, like I said, this could have been a completely different season for them. If they keep him healthy, that whole Alabama game, like we could be talking about Texas being in the top four still, you know, I don't know that they lose Absolutely. other games after that when you're riding that high and they're that confident going against teams, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's I, that, frustrating that what could have been, but them. I think what? Well, that's the interesting part for them though, too, which, which I'm fascinated by is mm-hmm. after Iowa state who they should beat handedly, they play at Oklahoma state at Kansas state versus TCU at Kansas Oh, and versus Baylor. I know. So you've got like, it's a, it's actually a pretty brutal stretch of games yeah. like to finish Like you. Like, I don't know how much better Baylor is, but you've got three road games in against teams that are playing well. Kansas is a, well, fuck Kansas beat Texas last year. So, but, and they're actually good this year. So I, it'll be very interesting to see because the story of te- Texas has had some pretty good highs over the years. It's like sustaining this success. And that's what I'm hoping that we could see out of them is they're not going to win all those games, I don't think. But if they could win four out of them, or, I mean, I mean, that's a good season. Like, that would be a hugely successful season if they could stay relatively unscathed. Yeah. Um. So, someone who – this is just a team that's completely disappointed in all aspects. Oklahoma – um, I don't know if you saw the video today of Brent Menables saying that uh, someone, some Oklahoma fan got his phone number and sent him some tips 
and he responded to the person and then they didn't respond to him after that. Um, so I think he's making light of the situation, but like, is he on the hot seat? Like, I know that sounds like really dramatic, yeah. but I'm kind of like curious if that's the case. Cause we're, we're in a stage where, you know, we're so used to like people being fired so quickly that like nothing is really shocking anymore if they're willing to make this move so quick. But in this case, I don't necessarily think they will, but like how bad does it have to get for him to like, for it to start getting real hot for him? It's interesting. They're like an eight point favorite versus Kansas this week. Dylan Gabriel is back. That should help. I think the most startling thing last week was just offensively how inept they were, even with backups. Um, Do I think he's on the hot seat? No, because I think he'll get the benefit of the doubt. You had some transfers. You have some built-in excuses that are legitimate. So I think for a year, they'll say, okay, however, what, what will probably happen in all this page is like, usually you'll get pressure to fire everybody, rehire your staff, and then Mm -hmm. that's how it will go. But just like Texas's season, you've got Kansas, you've got Iowa State, you've got Baylor, you've got OK State, you play at Texas Tech. There's still teeth here. And it's not just losing 55-24, 49 to nothing. Yeah, like you're getting your ass kicked. That's, that is an ass kicking. So, no, I, but, but I, you know, when we saw that the first three games, and it was UTEP, Kent State, and um, Nebraska, like, it was like, wow, this looks pretty good. They're, they're going to be a force. I was like, I know that the competition was less, but like, oh, my God. And then to turn this badly, yeah, it's a concern. The Davo coaching tree ain't thriving, by the way. Like, Jeff Scott at USF, I know they gave Cincinnati a run, might get fired. You've got Tony Elliott at Virginia. They're a disaster. Um, like, not going to get fired. And then you have Venables. This shit's hard to do. Uh, I don't know what it says other than it's hard to be a head coach. And that was one of the most successful staffs, like, in the history of college football. Yeah. And no one is finding success other than Dabo, who's still kind of doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing his thing. I think it'll – it's interesting Until to me this that weekend. he – Yeah, exactly. I'm just – I'm waiting for him them to, to slip up. I feel like that's going to be who slips up and makes this party a little more fun um, in terms of top fours. But – um. In terms of, we've had this conversation a lot where there was a narrative around Venables that was like, he was passed up for a lot of open jobs. Yes. In terms of head coaches, because people had some hesitation on him being able to be a head coach. Do you think that that's a little bit of a factor in the conversation now? I mean, I mean, you had Kevin Durant tweeting during the game being like, buddy, pass the sticks. This is bad. Like when Kevin Durant, I think, I mean, he yeah. loves to troll people, but still. You have basically a new head coach whose reputation has been just like the guy that acts like a fool on the sidelines that needs his get back coach. And the rumors were like his interviews weren't great. So, yeah, I think that plays a role, right? If you have a proven commodity that you bring in that's struggling, you're going to say, well, he's going to turn it around. Like, we don't know what he's going to do. Like, this just may be him as a coach. So, I think part of that's un- the uncertainty, but you're going to let them bring in a recruiting class. I think the point you speak, though, though, is the fact that we can ask the conversation, like, is Oklahoma, where they just pull the ripcord? And you and I have talked about it all year. I've written about it at BR. Like, it's getting wild out there, where a guy can lose badly three, you know, a couple of weeks in a row at a storied program, and we're questioning if he can be that coach. Like, that's the, the room for error right now as a head it's coach so- is tiny. It's well, unfair, but that's the nature of the beast, especially when you're losing as badly as they are. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we've seen the sizable buyouts that people are willing to pay. And one of the coaches that has really was there wasn't a lot of conversation about firing him. Really, it was just that he didn't care. Was Chip Kelly, and it was like, where in the world is Chip Kelly? Like that was legitimate. Like amongst like media members, like I remember we wanted to do a story, and everyone was like, I don't know if he's even like talking to media because he's just like. Kind of, and it, what's weird is like when you're a guy that coaches in like LA, you would expect that they would be, you know, having these conversations yeah. and being out there. But he's someone who probably should have been on the hot seat and wasn't, and they stuck it well, out. I think and he, he kind of was. I think he yeah. was on the hot seat at some point. Like it was getting rough, and then last year they were better, and obviously this year, holy shit, right? Like, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, no, and I think they're like I've said this. Like I would love to give guys head coaches 
more chances. I think we need to stop paying people to not do jobs. Although if somebody wants to do that, I'm more than willing to make like $60 million Please. to not do a job. Um, and we'll get yes. to another specific coach who works in, in the pro league that may be returning to college football, who's being paid not to coach as well. Um, but I am excited for UCLA and I'm glad that they've, they've turned it around. And I think um, we're not going to get to see them this weekend, but I'm that Oregon game is going to be really good. And the fact that like a rivalry game is really going to count towards, towards even like a playoff situation in the PAC 12 is kind of a big deal. You know, what's really interesting about this is we've gone through this really odd Pac-12 evolution of this year with USC. It was Utah, then it was USC, and then it was Washington, yeah. and now it's sort of UCLA. And Oregon's, by the way, just kind of chilling um, yeah. and in a position to be that team. But I think that the cool part, like UCLA is, well, first off, DTR is a great deal of fun to watch. And you want to talk about guys that I mean I don't know what year this is for him on campus, five I think or, or with I don't know COVID year whatever it is, stuck it out, has put himself in a position to to you know play or be drafted at a at a higher level, and then mm-hmm. yeah like it's it's this is a different Chip Kelly this isn't like the crazy Oregon breakneck they score a lot of points the offense is really good but they they have a pass rush. Um, they're, they're balanced. They're a problem. Yeah. So playing in Oregon is going to be tough. Um, I do worry about the PAC 12 just kind of cannibalizing itself. It feels like it's an inevitability at some point, but we talked about this on the show, you and I on Sunday, UCLA and USC keep winning, even if they lose a game and they go into that game being like, I mean, that's going to be electric. So, yeah. um, yeah, Chip Kelly, DTR. What I gotta see what his Heisman. He's gotta be. He's up there. I I'll think, I think he's, he's. He's probably in the top. Uh, I would say five or six. Right. He's in. He's in the top five. He's eighteen to one now behind Stroud, okay. Hendon Hooker, Caleb Williams, and Bryce Young. That's it. He and Blake mm-hmm. Corum at eighteen to one. I actually think he's a decent bet um, because I do think they can win their game. So, um, it's a neat story. Chip is good. Uh, Chip does things his own way. I think he's become more laid back chip, less like grumpy old man. Like he just kind of says what he says. And I think he's lightened up a little bit. And like, yeah, you're right. This is a testament to letting a guy do his job. Dabo had that too, by the way. Dabo almost got canned year three at Clemson and they let him do his job. The, 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 the problem is that's that, again, I mean. that's, that doesn't happen. It doesn't, it's not going to happen anymore. Like Chip Kelly would have been fired um, in, you know, in this, in this environment of, of hiring and firing coaches. Yeah. Um, so Matt rule lost his job in the NFL and I was actually in a meeting when I got the alert that, uh, he had been fired. And what I said to the person I was in the meeting with was, well, I can't wait to see him back in college football. I wonder what opening he's going to take. And sure enough, there was a report after that. They're like, he will have his pick of college football jobs. Like no shit. That guy was a proven winner and proved to be able to get teams turned around. But now the conversation is going to be, what team, what program is it? Um, I know there's some special interest in terms of uh, Nebraska fandom on this podcast, as always. That's obviously an option. Yeah. I don't think Wisconsin's an option. I think they're going to keep with um, hiring internally. But there's a job that we thought is going to be open that hasn't opened up in Auburn. I feel like that would be a really good one. But curious what you think of Matt Roy I- returning to uh, college football. All right. First and foremost, he's getting paid $40 million not to coach. So I told you, if somebody wants to pay me $40 million, like uh, I will be now in, in these jobs, what's going to happen. This happened. This was like the Lane Kiffin circuit as well. They're going to be paying him money and it's going to be offset by whatever his next team is paying him. So they could probably get him at a little bit of a discount his next job. Mm -hmm. And if I'm Matt rule, I'm in no rush. None of these jobs would appeal to me. I have a hot take, though. I don't think he's a sure... I, I, I don't think he's a guarantee. I The NFL fucking fucks with you. It changes you. You come back the other side. College football is a lot different now. He's a good recruiter. He's a good coach. I think he'd be fine. But I can't say that if I'm Auburn, who is in the, has like a really solid track record of just paying buyouts continuously, like, this is the guy. I'll make an even hotter take. I would rather have Lance Leopold than Matt Rule right now. 
especially at the cost. I would rather have this guy who has coached and built a program than Rule, who it's just there's like a stink. But he coached it. and built two programs. He brought Baylor back to relevance. I, but also, he like, did, here's he my thing: it back is like to relevance. Think but he was about like a guys, shooting star in doing it. We just we just got finished talking about a guy who is left the NFL and was definitely a better college coach than he was an NFL head coach and Chip Kelly. And he's, for sure. he's figured it out. So I think, I think there's something to be said. So I'll disagree with you, but I do like the hot take of it because it's, it's true I, in the sense of things do change. And like also the landscape of college football has shifted significantly since he's been even at Baylor, even though it wasn't that long ago, it's I, still shifted drastically. I think, so I see your point. The market will be huge though. I think for him, like he'll have a ton of interest and he should have a ton of interest. Like, he has built programs, like you said. It's just there's just something about it that doesn't feel like a sure thing. But what the hell do I know? I thought Scott Frost was like the, the safest, smartest hire at Nebraska, and I like it, it. It was horrible. Like most of these things are going to backfire. Like most of these, like that's just the reality of them. Like Brian Kelly just lost by like a billion points at home, right? Brent, Brent Venables is getting his ass kicked weekly. It's the the expectations that are going to follow rule are going to be huge. Yeah. And I think he's a really good coach. I just don't know if a, I don't know what the spot would be. Cause right now there's probably not a job that he's jumping into. Um, he's going to be paying either way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the other, that's the other part. So I imagine he'll be patient, maybe do a little TV. He seems like a pretty personable guy and, yeah. and then get into this thing slowly. So he doesn't need to rush though. I mean, oh my God, let the Panthers just keep writing those checks. Like $40 Honestly, million. I, the fact that like we have this conversation so often about like literally the best job in the world is being paid not to be a, a football coach. Like that's Fire the best coach. job in the whole world. Um, all right, let's, let's look at this next week coming up. Um, Saturday, big game, obviously between Tennessee and Alabama. Is it finally Tennessee's time? to beat Alabama. I think Bryce is still, they expect him to go, but I don't know that he's fully healthy. What are your, what are your thoughts on that big game? I want to say yes, but I, and I don't know if I want to say yes, but like, there's a part of me that thinks, yes, it is time. I can't commit to it though. Like I, I can't, there's still some games. Tennessee's kind of baffled me. Now they, they were great against LSU. Yeah. But like they almost lost a pit. Like, like it's not been like fully dominant. So I'm, I'm going to be compar- I know you were the resident Alabama uh, beat reporter of this podcast. <laughs> so I'm curious, actually, your take on this game. Is it? It's a, it's not a pick and pint game for you, I don't believe. No, it um, is. Or is it? Okay, of course it is. Actually, two picks I'm on curious, this game. Which, oh my god! All right, well then I will have yeah. time for that. But but I I Tennessee is super capable. Um. It's just hard to make a. It's hard to actually make an educated pick on this when we we don't know much about Bryce Young. Other than I think sitting him out last week was a calculated decision to get him healthier for this game. I think yeah. Nick Saban thought he could get by. Holy shit, that was really close. Like, um, and M seems to play Alabama tough. Oh my god, I was sweating. I was like, I can't do this again. I can't do this again. I don't want to do this. Oh, I'm getting. It was a great game. About it. No, but, awesome but game. I, I just think it's it's hard to have an opinion until you think, until you know what Bryce Young's status is, um, and so, so that's the that's the toughest part. But I can't wait. I mean, I cannot wait for this game. I I think it's totally possible. Like Alabama has it, it. The key to this game is going to be Alabama not beating themselves, because. We even said this about the Alabama team last year. Like, there's been some sloppiness. There's been some stupidity. Yes. And they need to – they can't have that when you are going to get everybody's best. I mean, like, that's part of it. I know part of people saying that, like, Georgia's struggling this year is that they're the defending national champs. You're going to get everybody's best shot, which is true. But, again, if if they don't have a fully healthy Bryce Young, I think they can still manage with Milrow, but I would – be concerned a little bit and I do think Tennessee if they play a full complete game has potential to to win this game and it that it's gonna be it kind of reminds me you know what it reminds me of we were at this point with that 2019 LSU team because nobody wanted to actually believe that this was like you didn't want to like hype them up I think that Tennessee I think this Tennessee team is just like that where you're like okay 
this potentially could be an incredible run, but we know that history is not necessarily on the side of that. We know what Alabama is capable of. We know what Georgia and Ohio state are capable of, but there is, there is years where there's that giant shift and we did not expect, I mean, we knew that LSU was going to be good, but like you had a quarterback have like the best turnaround season of any quarterback at all of college football with Joe Burrow and a team that just like figured it out. And so I don't think everybody's ready to hop on the Tennessee bandwagon just yet, but this is the perfect opportunity to sort of like make a statement. And even if they play them and don't lose by more than a field goal, like this is a serious contender. I would, I think that they are either going to be Alabama or they're going to be Georgia. It's going to be one of them. Um, On this week as a whole, by the way, uh, Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the best weeks, certainly the best week since week one in terms of matchups, like from coast to coast, every, like every coast has like a meaningful game. Like, like from, from, it's kind of odd. The game timings, it's all like compacted. But from coast to coast, this is like actually one of the most interesting weeks that we have. So I'll ask you this. Um, it's an interesting question. What game do you think is going to have the biggest impact this week? Let's remove Alabama-Tennessee from the equation. Just because I think if Alabama loses, like that's a huge impact. That's sizable. Uh, or you could pick that if you want. But what game ultimately impacts the landscape most? Probably Michigan-Penn State because if you're Michigan – you can lose to Ohio State and still be a playoff contender. If you lose to Penn State, you can't lose to Ohio State. And I don't expect Penn State to beat Ohio State. So I would probably say Penn State-Michigan. That determines a lot, I think. I will go slightly different. I agree with you because um, it is the most. I think TCU-Oklahoma State is really interesting because the winner of this game, I think, is – is like in position to be a playoff team. Like, yeah, no, totally. You still got a lot of meat like this, but this is a catapult forward. And I give TCU a lot of credit. I know Texas was like zombie or excuse me, Kansas was like zombie Kansas again. Um, but, but TCU has just found a way to win. So, so I've liked both of these teams a lot. I think that game is going to like do a lot for the perception of the winning team. And I don't think the losing team, frankly, is going to move all that much. Yeah, we talked about this. Like, I personally think that Oklahoma State should probably be ranked over over USC um, right now, but that's not the case. But you yeah. win this game, maybe there's a little bit more of a conversation. You continue, but I want to read you this stat. Saturday is only the second time in college football history there are three matchups of teams five and zero are better on the same day. So five and zero Penn State wow. at six and zero Michigan, six and zero Alabama at five and zero Tennessee, five and zero Oklahoma at five and zero TCU. So. Or Oklahoma State, sorry, not Oklahoma. Um, that's wild. Like that's only the second yeah. time that that's happened. That's why this weekend is going to establish a lot of the chaos that we get. Like it's going to show us the roadmap to what the chaos is actually going to be. Um, well, and then I guess the other game, Penn State. I hijacked the doc and realized to put t- Tennessee Alabama up top just because I know we need to talk Alabama on this podcast a little bit more in depthly. Just saying, Penn State Michigan. I have an opinion on this game. Um, I don't have a side. I am really struggling with this. I am really struggling with this football game, Paige, and maybe you can help me out. I think that both of these teams have been good. The line is seven. It's a pretty aggressive line in Michigan's favor, but the odds makers like Michigan. I think Michigan can absolutely cover that. I also think Penn State could give them fits. So um, Penn State has a super interesting roster. they got two freshman running backs. That looked really, really good. Um, they've got a quarterback that's been around for like 38 years and a super good freshman behind them. Defensively are good. It's just like Michigan, like they were 10-10 with Indiana. Like it feels like for Michigan, it's a matter of time when this shit catches up to them. But then they, you know, they find a way to pull out like and pull away from Michigan or Indiana. So what do you what are we doing with this game? Because I am struggling in back and forth. So I'm certainly not gonna bet on the point. Are a bet on the the winner of this game. Um, I'm taking uh, the total for it, but um, I think we'll finally get to figure out if Michigan is still good in, or if we, this has just been like them not playing complete games and barely winning. Um, yeah, I 
I think it's, like I said, this is potential for Michigan to take themselves completely out of the playoff conversation. Because if you lose to Penn State, and then you, it, like, there's just, it's, you're not going to make the college football playoff at that point. So. Well, you got to play, I, to your point, you got to, both these teams got to play Ohio State. So. Yeah. And like, you can't, like, there, you're not going it's a, to. It's, it's going to be a State. problem, most likely. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I, I have full confidence that Penn State can, can win this game. I also think it would sort of stop the conversation of James Franklin being fired. Um, but I, I, this, you remember how you were saying you were too nervous to pick the, the Tennessee upset? Like I'm way too nervous to pick the Penn state one. I want to believe that it's possible, but I know that like they are, they can be incredibly sloppy and make mistakes. And that makes me a little nervous. Um, and Michigan somehow always finds a way, but I could see this being a, a potential upset. And I, if I had to pick between the two, I think I'm going to take Tennessee instead of Penn State, but in terms of, like, who's actually going to get the upset. Um, but I don't know. I, think I was thinking possible. about this earlier. Harbaugh, I know their schedule has been very easy. But you think about, and you know I'm kind of a Harbaugh homer in some ways and not in others. From a football side, I've always been intrigued by him because I think he's done a really good job. But we've seen coaches, we talk about coaches, like, get back to the theme of not getting a crack. He's he got a fair shake at Michigan, and it took like six years. And you think about it now. I mean, they lost the number two overall pick. I mean, they had two basically top ten defensive ends, one of which got like seriously hurt. And new quarterback, like it, he's got them going. It's just when it's Ohio State, um, it's tough to say you know how much they have going. Both of these teams have such high ex fan bases have such high expectations for their teams, somebody's going to be pissed at their coach, like on Saturday. Like Franklin and Harbaugh both have this really odd love-hate relationship with their fan base. Totally. um, You know, like it's like very easy to like say, God damn it. But then you realize like, okay, we're still going to win a bunch of games. So somebody's going to be mad. Hell, both teams might be mad at their coaches after this, and one of them is going to win a game. So Mm -hmm. I am curious because the same point about Oklahoma State TCU – this is a catapult forward for either of these teams. And for Penn State, I mean, again, they play Ohio State tough. They do. Year in, year out. It's kind of like the A&M Alabama thing. They give them a little trouble. You get out, you get Ohio State at home. Like, you win this game, you're, you are in position A. Like, you are really yeah. in a really good spot. So, it's a, it is a hugely important game. Like, I am really excited to see this one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited. So, um, any game. other games that you're looking forward to that are non-ranked yeah, games? I mean, you know, you were you brought it up uh, before before we got on. We're you know we are degenerates on and off the air. Um, <laughs> I think Arkansas BYU BYU Me is too. really interesting. I just I, I want think... I want Arkansas to get a win. I need it for them. I feel so bad. They went they were three and zero to start the year, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, this is exciting!" And then just beat over the head. <laughs> It's. I think that's a really interesting game. I think Florida LSU is pretty interesting. You want to talk about fan bases being pissed at their coaches? Like, I think that's a really important game for Brian Kelly. Like, LSU had yeah. a really solid start after the loss, but if they lose this and they're a dog, they'll be four and three. Well, one of these teams is going to be four and three, right? So, so it's you know you talk about the program angst. I think that really does stand out. Um, and yeah, there's just a shit ton of good ranked games. I mean, oh my god, there's some. There's, there's so this many. Is, this is a big old week of of college football. It's crazy. Um, so it was interesting today. Uh, just a little behind the curtain. I don't know if you looked yes. at our Instagram comments, but obviously we posted a video of us talking last week about an undefeated Kansas and how I told you I don't think they put them in the college football playoff. Someone People commented on it. God, someone commented and was like. She's dumb. First of all, she said that he said she dumb. Um, but I also just wanted to, to have the conversation of like we've never had this situation happen in the playoff era. But like, what if we do end up with unde- five undefeated power five champions? Like, what do you do at that point? Like, that so, would be well because this yeah. is a year where we've seen like some. I mean, it, this is obviously not going to last. This we know, we know how this goes. It's not going to happen. 
But if it did, like, what conference are you taking out of this? So it's funny you say that because since this playoff started, which is already going away, we were like, oh, just wait. Just wait till you have seven deserving teams, six deserving teams. And every year it kind of is like we're reached this point. You know, honestly, you get into the where the playoff rankings start. We're like, what, three weeks from that, two weeks from that. And it's like, oh, boy, yeah, this is the year. And then, like, teams lose, and then it gets weird. Now, last year there was intrigue because you had Cincinnati. Now, they're not power five. But if Oklahoma State wouldn't have gotten stopped, you would have had good quality debate. But it was still – I think Oklahoma State would have gotten in, by the way. Um, yeah. But so – to your point, I don't know what you would do other than we know the reputations of certain conferences are situated above others in that yeah. the SEC and the Big Ten, they're good. Uh, um, but, you know, and so that really there's this hierarchy that you have now and strength of schedule and everything else. But I've wanted this for years, Paige. I want that group to really struggle and anguish over a playoff decision. They just haven't had to really much of all. Well, because like if I look at UCLA, they already beat Utah, which is a, a big feat. USC is vulnerable. Oregon also vulnerable. I know they've done really well since being they're getting their ass kicked, but they almost lost to Washington State. So, like, there could be a team like UCLA who has already done the hard work that, like, I mean, this is the Pac-12. They're going to well, lose. I I know that it's going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, you they would have an argument that they beat quality teams. Okay. Yeah. Then the Big 12 as well. And then you've got an ACC team like Clemson who they'll go undefeated. But, like, do they really no, even they deserve yeah. to be there? Well, but do you think – but if – okay, say – say I think if I had to pick a conference to leave out, it would be the ACC. I agree. But Clemson will not get left out. I – but really, you think if all five are undefeated, they would leave out the Pac-12? Well, here's an even better one. Right, I love that we're having this conversation because it's going to be like the entire November is us being like, okay, one loss, uh, uh, but I want to do it anyways because I can't help it. This is we have to do it now before it ends. You do to this to me. You lure me into these things. I'm like, ah, whatever. And then like five minutes in, God damn it! it it. This is how it is. Um, Okay, what about this one? Undefeated UCLA versus one loss Alabama in SEC championship game. Or one lost Tennessee, or one lost Georgia, right? What, you however, with an undefeated, however, an undefeated Clemson, an undefeated SEC team. How about an undefeated SEC team and a one loss SEC team versus UCLA? That's where it is even more exciting. Is that well? That is the conversation because well, that you would put the two SEC teams in. That's that's no brainer. Well, oh yeah, UCLA is getting the bumped. But you, but why would they get the bump if they're undefeated and Clemson's undefeated? That would be the conversation that I would have. What if, what if, what if T, I guess then TCU's undefeated and Clemson and Alabama, one loss Georgia. I mean, this this is where it gets very fun. Like, this is where people yeah. get very oh, you mad. Would put, you would put you, a one loss SEC team over an undefeated. In my opinion, the only conference that would not, if Clemson is undefeated and they're like, if UCLA is undefeated, Oklahoma State or or TCU undefeated, and Clemson is undefeated, and you have you're going to put in Ohio State, and you put in two, you put in a one loss Georgia, and you put in Alabama, and you have to pick between those three. I like I, um, they. Do you really think that they put Clemson in? Uh, probably because it's Clemson, but I, over I, I, over I, I, both the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve. Yeah. Because it's Clemson, though, like you, but you look at look like, at how they're ranked right now. I mean, just I know it's bullshit. But, but this is how this whole story. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's <laughs> it is bullshit. But yeah, the thing that's well, that going to happen. That was also my point with Kansas too. When I'm saying that an undefeated Kansas wouldn't get in, was literally the point you're making to me now is the brand itself was not even if they're undefeated, they're not getting in. There's there's other teams but I that think, are going to get in. But I them. think the Big Twelve schedule is tough. Like I at the moment, I see this is totally the problem. Agree. It's hard to do with the full picture, but I still think I get what you're saying. I think Actually, the thought of Kansas, like the thought of Kansas running through that entire conference, which features you know Texas, who could end up being a top ten team, 
all like it it would be huge. So maybe to the point about Clemson, like yeah, but could you imagine? Um, I would love it if Clemson was like, you know, Kansas is going to get this one. Dabo, let's yeah. just sit this one out. We won't. It won't get there. I would and partly argue, my though, Kansas argument is just like people are going to lose. They are going to lose. To lose, yeah. I would argue though that if the one loss SEC team is Georgia, you could leave them out. I agree with that because the their schedule, like, like yeah, if you have if you have three other undefeated conferences. Like, there are undefeated teams that should get in over Georgia if they only lost I Alabama. We, I think we managed to piss off everybody. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this, somehow, this scenario is terrible. I have inadvertently pissed on every conference. Well, that, yes, that's true. But I we're giving them. We're, I do we're enjoy this about the, the Pac-12 playoff. hasn't. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I, I, I cannot wait for those first playoff rankings. Three weeks. Um it's fun. It's dumb and it's very fun because none of it matters and it will all work out, but I can't help get riled up. So thank you for doing that because, like, my fucking blood is boiling. Got a headache. Though. I'm, like, so stressed about it right now because I want I want to have those conversations. I want us to be real about, like, what – maybe the – jeez, I guess. Uh, I want to be real about the conversation of, like, the committee and I want them to be challenged. I really want them to be challenged. And I know it's all going to be the same and this is going to be a moot point in, in – uh, a week probably not even um so yeah but i thought that I, um, was an, an interesting thought process since we had that conversation and people were calling me an idiot for no reason which i think is hilarious because they thought that we were genuinely being serious about kansas going undefeated no offense to kansas fans but um very entertaining conversation it makes for makes for a good combo um picks and pints i don't have a koozie and this was the only ipa in the mini bar which is a good okay, island ipa which was hilarious because when you showed it to me originally, I said to you, it's kind of like those those commercials yeah. with like it just for those that are not watching. Okay, the can yeah. is literally green and it just says IPA in like big letters. And I told him it looks like one of those jerseys in a in one of those commercial like car commercials where it's like they make the winning basket or whatever, and they're wearing a shirt that says like oh, yeah. state or college or whatever. This is good marketing for me. Yeah, I open the fridge IPA. and it's like calling me. Like, oh, okay. Um, so Goose uh, Island. I gotta say, I, the brewery scene in Vegas is pretty good. Like, there's good local beer. Every time I'm here, I always like every time I travel, Paige. I don't know about you, but I like whether it's wine. You're in wine country, so you get to do this a lot more like uh, elegantly <laughs> than I do, which is like dashing around and trying IPAs. The beer here is always good. Like, it's a good change of pace. It's hard to get good beer on the strip. Like you can't go to like the local like, you know, video poker bar and be like, "Sir, give me your one of your finest IPAs." Like here, whatever this is, like go. Yeah, um, the thought of drinking but, beer in Vegas makes me very nauseous. Like I, there's no, sorry, that's not happening. I am, I am going right down to the tables after this. By the way, like it's. <laughs> I'm going to the Rangers hockey this, game. That's actually awesome. Like that is. Uh, I think the team is uh, here tomorrow. I've never been to the Vegas. Uh, I've heard it's amazing, though. So yeah, I feel like I'm, it'd be really I'm, cool. It would be cool. So, all right, let's pick some winners. I <laughs> this this week could go wrong. Sorry, I'm super it could immature. Go right. <laughs> what? Which which part? I'm sorry. I'm looking at my picks now. <laughs> You're like, let's pick winners. Haven't you ever heard let's, the phrase of picking a winner? <laughs> yes. Yes. I. I'm just trying to, I was also had a beer bubble in like my throat. Like I was working through a lot right there. Like it was, it was, it was down, down bad. Um, oh, also game day upset crew clothing. If you've won, thanks to municipal clothing will be coming soon. So thank you all for your patience. Other than my just sheer oh, laziness no. of getting it sent. What? What? Jalen Daniels is out for the year. Sorry. I just got that alert. That's Kansas. I'm so sorry. Kansas. I had Oklahoma. That sucks. That's actually a huge bummer. Although they're back up through four touchdowns last week. So maybe you can do it again. But that is a bummer. Okay. Sorry. Um, So game day. Yeah. But back to municipal, back to game day upset. Maybe you think Kansas can still overcome it and beat Oklahoma as now like an eight point dog. It's kind of a weird line. Either way, um, I am loving the upset picks that we're getting. We'll get your clothing out. You win more stuff. It is being a great deal of fun. So keep those coming. So let's start 
you and I actually have a game that we agree on, which is actually like I don't know the last time that happened. It's a, it's a little alarming the fact that we have one that we are in lockstep with. It's probably less fun when it's that case, but no, it's good to have some like pod like synergy here. Do you want to do the Do you want to do the honors on the game? Um. Yes, we are both taking. <laughs> I had to switch back to the dock and remember which one we picked together. That was Um, great. That was (laughs) anticlimactic. Yes. Okay, we are both taking Michigan Penn State under 52.5 points. Look at us. I think it's going to be a good – I think it's going to be a defensive game. Both offenses can have moments. Both defenses are really good. Like, it's pretty – I think it's going to be nervous energy game, ball control game. Blake Corum's going to carry the ball like 40 times. Clock's going to be moving. I actually like this pick a lot. Like, this is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. Um, I will kick it off. Utah minus three and a half with USC. I've been wanting to bet Utah in this game for six months. Uh, I know they just lost to UCLA. Utah is such a different team at home. They just kick the shit out of teams at home. They did it last year. They're going to do it this year. You have, like, the number seven team, number seven team in the country getting points against a team that's already lost twice. I love this game. Utah's going to win this one by double digits. Wow. But also if USC handles this business, that's going to be awesome for the, the That would be USC. cool. It'd be a good story. I agree with that. Be a great story. All right. Um, next up, I have two bets on the, the Tennessee-Alabama game. I'm taking Tennessee to cover at plus seven and a half. Wow. I'm I'm shocked as well. I'm also taking wow. the under sixty five. Under sixty five points. This I is a this is a synergy game. Yeah. I I this could go horribly wrong. This could go horribly wrong. Alabama could kick their ass and I could just be SOL. But yeah, I'm taking Tennessee plus seven and a half, under sixty five total. That's gonna be a lot of I also I care about that game, so the fact that I decided to bet not only one bet, but two bets on that game. Probably not the smartest life choice, but you know what? Here we are. I, I think this might be the first time you've ever picked against Alabama on on picks and pints. No, I think I've. Uh, I think I've picked teams to cover. I'm not picking. It's not a regularity. Win. Fair enough. I. I you know, it's not I something like you it, would though. expect from me. No, but I, I like it. That's a that's a good. I can't argue with any of those, especially the under. I'm a big fan of the under. I um. Weird Thursday night game. I think it's Thursday night. West Virginia plus three and a half versus Baylor. It's a weird line. It's kind of a weird season for Baylor. They are not the same team. They lost a lot. We are big Dave Aranda fans, but it's just this this is a weird spot for them. Playing in a place where the couches will burn. I think West Virginia wins that game. Okay. I like it. I don't mind it. I mean, I think Baylor's going to win. Sorry. But you know how I feel about Baylor. Um, I do. Next up. We were just talking about this. Um, I, I've changed my ways. I think I've become an under girly. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, I am we'll taking Kansas. Can't, yeah, I will be after this week. Watch, I'll lose every under, and I'll be like, no more. We're going overs. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm taking yes. the Kansas, Kansas, Oklahoma under sixty two and a half. I thought you said that with like a Kansas, or like a twang. Kansas, Is that an Oklahoma. intentional twang? Yeah, yeah it Kansas, sounded like you were, you, were, no. you were twanging. No, but it. I can no? do the rest okay. of the episode in a southern accent if you want me to. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, we can offend everybody, too. Like the Kansas people, the Alabama people, the Oklahoma people. Like, let's – we already pissed let's, them off for telling them their teams are not going to the playoff. Um, none of your teams are going to the playoff. Alabama, it. The, Alabama and Ohio yeah. are the only teams that should be in the playoff. That's it. Sorry. That's it. Georgia, you're and irrelevant like reserved. Now. Yeah. Yes. No, but I'm um, taking that under at 62 and a half. Okay. I, Florida State, I have written them down at plus four versus Clemson. I just checked. The line's down to three and a half. You want – There's some, you want, there's some you weird want, shit with this line. I do. I do. Florida State You love me. Florida State. You've bet them so much this no, year. You need to let it I, go. I have. I have. You're chasing, no, you're chasing a Florida State – Victory this in terms of gambling. The number four team in the country, three and a half. This I'm telling you, Clemson even last game? week offensively. Florida State. I mean, I'm, I'm 
Florida State's winning this game, Paige. Okay. This is, but the fact that this line is down to three and a half, like I picked it at four, but I, I have to be honest with people. It like pained me. I'm like, shit, should I say four? Should I say, no, the line is at three and a half now. Um, it's pretty wild. Number 14 versus unranked, three and a half points. Going to probably draw a lot of Clemson money. That money will not be mine. Just saying. Okay. Um, I respect okay, it. And what's your last one? Um, I'm taking Luke Arkansas Pig. over BYU, minus one and a half. Little Luke pig, Pig, baby. I have TCU minus three and a half versus Oklahoma State. One other thing this week. Normally, I don't like to bet on big games. You Wow, look at you going against Oklahoma State. I know. It's another one of my teams. That's like, I was uh, going to say, I feel like you've won a lot of money yeah. on Oklahoma State this year. Oklahoma so. State's been pretty good. No, but I'm, I'm going contrarian. I think you have a lot of situations where the higher-ranked team is either a dog, um, like we see in USC, or it's a really tight line. I think TCU is really good. Like I think I think TCU is really good. Uh, I'm really excited for that. What's that total in that Oklahoma State game? That, I was going to check that because I'll bet you it's. If I had to guess, mid 60s, 68 and a half. So that's up there. It seems a little high. Like that's an that aggressive really total. So that game. I bet be a 60. Weird. Let me just tell you, I bet an under at 68 and a half this week, and the total was 69. Not nice. That was so horrible. I was so mad. Not nice. No, point. that's horrible to lose a like half a point and, and and seventy points. So you're just grinding it out all game. Ah, just a bad. Not nice. Um. All right. So there are the picks. What else? What other randomness? Um. Are you eating any good food in New York? By the way. First of all, I had fabulous pizza. Um. Took myself out to a very nice dinner the first night I was here. Um. But no, I do have some good random things that I would like to talk about. And that specifically is just being on the East Coast watching games. I'm very confused. On Saturday, I was here. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, so football just doesn't like start at, in the morning? Like, I'm so used to waking oh, yeah. up at 9 a.m. is kickoff. I had like a whole day before we even did anything with college football. It was very strange. Very, very strange. I also have to complain about the Formula One race. Okay, there was a whole bunch of drama. A whole bunch of drama. But the main thing I want to get out is that if you're a Formula One fan... And you had to deal with that ridiculous rain delay with the random time that this race was. But you also had to witness something that was like completely unsafe in terms of motorsport. Basically, one of the drivers could have died. They were just so careless about put, bringing a tractor onto the, the uh, track while he was still passing. And it was incredibly dangerous, incredibly scary, and really put a damper on the, the mood of the race. Because they also lost a driver at that same track to a crane that was on track like right, years ago. When you say a when you say a tractor, what do you mean? I mean a tractor. Like because there was a, like, okay, so there like was an John accident. Deere? I it, it was yellow, so no. But it was but yes, a tractor. Like, it, was, it, was, it was it was okay. a pickup. But like was, an actual there was tractor. a crash. Like, it, yes, a real tractor. So there sorry, was a crash. I, I, I gotta know if I can laugh about this or if this is so serious that I'm like gonna People are like, what the fuck dude? Like this is You're serious. Gonna so have, like, and people if you continue laughing okay, but it's okay, a real tractor. I'm gonna bundle it up. Nope. No, 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 but, gen- but genuinely, like, the fact that you were, like, wait, a real one? Like, yes, imagine the the absurdity of what you just heard That's is why people are imagine. so upset. Is because, like, the fact that there was a tractor on the track when people are going 150 to 200 miles an hour under a red flag is ridiculous and so incredibly dangerous. It was, like, one of those things where it was, like, this can't actually be real. And then it, to make matters worse, some of the commentators were trying to blame the driver. And I'm, I'm like, getting hives talking about this. Like, this is how upset I am. It's also one of my favorite drivers. So I was also – that added to it. Um, not that I, yes. I would have cared either way. But it was just a hot mess. And then there was this whole thing with, like, the championship. Because the guy – the person who – the driver who won, like, the world championship won it at this race. But there was, like, a controversy of, like, should he have gotten all the points? Did he win it? It was really weird. So it was a hot mess of a weekend for Formula One. And it just, like, stressed me out beyond all belief. Not only the fact that I had to watch this race at 1 in the morning was when it was supposed to start, and it didn't happen until 3 in the morning. I was just very upset. So I, that was my rant on Formula One and the fact that being an East Coast fan is so difficult because being awake this late, like, even Monday Night Football, I was like, normally I get off work and the game's on. No, I had to wait three hours. That's why Central Time It's the best. The best. I don't know. I, like I, 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 don't, I don't know how... I'm going to flip the script on you. 
this like I'm in Pacific time and like I can't help but think like, oh my God, I haven't eaten dinner yet and my kids are asleep. Or I wake up at six and I have guilt. I have like East Coast guilt. What did I miss? Bigger. People are awake. My so that's one rant. My other rant is this. I don't know if I've ever said Vegas is Vegas is I understand like so paying for a mini bar, I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit. Like I'm okay paying absurd prices at a mini bar, but Vegas is getting a little out of control. With oh, absolutely. Costs, and I at some point people are going to put. I had, I ate lunch, had like a slice of pizza with a friend. We had a beer, and just like a random stopping, no like not even sit down, but like it's just a fast food at the Venetian. It was mm-hmm. seventy dollars for like slices of pizza and a beer. And we just kind of looked at each other. We're just like laughing. It's getting, it's getting a little insane. Like you used to be able to, it makes me sound old, but whatever. Like you used to be able to go to Vegas and if you gambled, like I still get rooms comped, but like everything now is so ridiculously priced, like cartoonishly priced, like a cup of coffee is like $7. That can't. Yeah. No, Vegas, you gotta get your shit together. Like, I love it yeah. out here. No, I'm I not totally agree. Coming here, this is not a protest. I'm just like, come on, Vegas. We could be a little bit better than this. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but how then are you feeling are you about the? To... Go ahead. <laughs> because you were very excited about it last week. Which which are shitty sports sad... team do you want to talk about? Uh... Are you sad about your baseball team? So. I, yeah, I got a funny story about it, though. I was very sad. I was kind of heartbroken. I flew out on Sunday night. I'm a big guy. I'm in the aisle. Seeing, seeing who's sitting next to me in the middle seat. Okay? I'm like, doing, like everybody does. Who's it going to be? Right? And for me, it's Audrey just thing? like, I'm, I'm, wide sh- I'm wide-shouldered. I want, I want, I, I need, like, a little old lady to sit next to me. There appears this enormous gentleman, a block of a man who is twice the size of me. And I see him put his bag up and I'm like, oh God. And he's like, I'm right there. And okay, so I get up. Immediately we start jockeying for arm position. It's not going well. (laughs) My chest is literally cramping up. I'm losing this battle, Paige. I am sitting here like this, engulfed. The flight attendant felt so bad, he gave me a free, like, vodka drink. He just slipped it to me and said, here you go, man. I'm sorry. And I'm like, the guy's sleeping. So so it's Sunday night. Got the roll into the seat deal. I get it. It's okay. Nothing this guy can do. Nothing I can do. Not mad at him. Watching the Mets on my iPad in my little coffin. The motherfucker in front of me puts a seat all the way back. I get the guy next to me and I'm watching the Mets just implode on the iPad with my arms crossed and my little bottle of vodka. It was a little I'm point. sorry. It was a, I'm sorry. It was a very... I, but at least I almost just spilt wine on me. That was so close. Um, I had to bring it up just because you were so excited and I wasn't trying to crush your dreams, but I also wanted to let you have that moment to get it out to vent because... I, I'm glad I, I was it, out and... here. Like, because I, I, was, I, was, I was just sad. I'm sitting in the cab... And it's like, the, the problem with baseball, you invest so much fucking time into baseball and then it ends. Yeah. And it's like, it's nine hard. It, it, it's, it's like nine months. So I think it, it, it is very sad. And then like, no, I'm, I'm, I was pretty heartbroken. And then I got out here and it got busy and then I forgot about it until you asked me about it. But the situation of watching my team lose, uh, like that was, it was like the gods are testing me. I mean, yeah. I'm like, this is, this is, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this fucking shitty baseball team or my arm to hurt or the guy in front of me to lean his seat back. And every time he rocks, the iPad's falling off. I wanted to put the man in front of me in a sleeper hold. Like, don't lean your actually, seat back, by the way. Can we, so can we rant about this? Wait, okay, fucking... hold on, hold on. We actually should rant about this. Wow, this is going to be a long ass episode and I do have to go, but here we go. Yes. This is the thing. I used to be so anti putting your seat back but i also understand that you paid for it and you can do that what bothered me was the flight that i was on no no no, hold on the thing that pissed me off this woman in front of i was sitting in like two seats with someone on delta 
And this woman in front of us leaned so far back in her chair when she sat down that the drink on her tray spilled all over the two of us. And she didn't even notice. She just went about her business. And we're like sopping wet. Luckily, it was like sparkling water. So I had to get up, go ask the flight attendant for her napkins. But she literally like just like sat back in her seat, not even like leaned it back. She like moved herself backwards and like body slammed it and sprayed us with water. And it was terrible. And that's the part that I mind. Plane etiquette is appalling. People are fucking savage assholes. People are so and selfish. I, I mean, I, I truly, if you put your seat back, I'm going to put my foot through your ass. That's what I'm going to do next time if you put your seat back in front of me. I wasn't even mad at the guy next to me. Buddy, this is you. This is me. We're going to be real close. The guy that in front of me, amazing. You, have com- you have your complete control of this. As the Mets are losing, I'm like, all right, if I bring my arm over, and I'm not a violent person, you know this, I would never do this, but I'm like, could I put him in a sleeper hold effectively? He's asleep <laughs> now, and all of a sudden you've come, yeah. had me come in with an effective UFC-type choke. I, um, that's where I was at. So okay. back to the Mets. Not great, clearly. I've still got some not pain great. that I'm not great, Bob. I'm pushing, I'm pushing down. So, all right, got to go to a hockey game. Yes, um, I do. But, I have to um, go get drunk and gamble. I mean, both sound excellent. Um, big yeah. game this week. Don't forget to send in your upset picks for municipal yes. gear. Um, hashtag game day upset. Um, shopmunicipal.com. No puns 20. What else? Um, more of these IPAs. More drinks. Um, I guess. Yeah, for... go, have, go have fun. It's going to be an awesome week. I'm actually really looking forward to next week because this is um, – watch us on Sunday recap the AP poll because it's going to be a – glorious mess of of changes and teams that's been a lot of fun and uh yeah we're gonna go have fun ourselves so for everybody uh enjoy the games and we will talk to you guys next week 